This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and today on the podcast, I'm going to be calling up Carly Sarkis, the marketing and events director down at Destination Sturgeon Bay, to chat about a couple of different things, including events that have been canceled, but also events that have been adapted for COVID-19 and some new events that have come up in the last couple months, uh, as well as how her position as marketing and events director has changed uh, since the pandemic started, what it actually meant to market a destination at a time where we didn't necessarily want people to to come up on vacation early on, and, and how that has changed over the last couple of months. Uh, so I'm going to give her a call, and then we'll jump into that shortly. Hello. Hi, Carly. How are you? Well, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. This is our, our second time talking to you about all the cool stuff going on down in Sturgeon Bay. Uh, but it's it's a, a very different climate right now than it was back when we, we talked the first time. So how have things been how have things been going down there over the past couple months? Um it's been such a roller coaster. I think, you know, the way that we describe it is that every day is an adventure. Um so you know, it it started off you know, obviously in March with, with everything going on, um, we, we quickly jumped into our action plan and said, all right, we just, we've got to do what we got to do. And we've just kind of been plugging along ever since. Um, and we've had a lot of surprises along the road and we've had a lot of, um, great monumentous moments. So, I mean, we're just keeping up with that every day is an adventure. <laughs> right. So Carly, you are the marketing and events director for Destination Sturgeon Bay, correct? Correct. And I, I would assume that your job, despite how challenging it is on a normal year, has been much more challenging this year with the, the different curveballs that have been thrown at events directing, number one, but also in, in how you're marketing right now, too. Uh, I thought maybe we could walk through some of those challenges, uh, like, I, I guess, to start off with. Um, give me just a little bit background on, on what it is that you actually do on a normal year, uh, and then we'll talk about how that's changed this year. Absolutely. So on, you know, any normal year, um, Destination Sturgeon Bay, formerly the Sturgeon Bay Visitor Center, we produce 10 events a year. And those events um, range from, you know, we have our large gala um, in February, and then we have street festivals, art festivals, those types of things. Um, So that's what we do, you know, on a normal year event-wise. And then for marketing, obviously we're marketing across the Midwest and Wisconsin specifically um, as Sturgeon Bay as a destination um, for family vacations and um, any type of vacation. So this year, that's obviously changed, one, because we can't have any festivals (laughs) and um, any large gatherings of any sort. And then two, um, there was a period of time where we weren't sure if we could market Sturgeon Bay as a destination to um, anyone outside of our community, um, right. you know, that was frowned upon for such a long time and we're starting to get back into it a little bit, but, um, it's, it's been very organic, which has made my job a lot easier. Um, you know, we, we know that people are still going to come up here. So now we're shifting into, 
okay, they're already coming up here with, without us doing little to no marketing, um, but how can we get those expectations out to them so that when they get here, because we know that they're coming, um, but when they get here, how can we make sure that they're not surprised, you know, when they walk into a store and, you know, masks are required right. or people are limiting, um, you know, their occupancy levels and hotels. So how can we get those certain expectations out to them and, and what we require for our, our visitors? Well, well, we'll dive into both of those kind of facets uh, as we go on. But uh, I want to start with the the event and festival side of stuff. So it, it wasn't as cut and dry as just like all events are canceled, correct? Uh, you were able to kind of modify certain things. And many different events up here have found ways to modify in certain ways. What were some of the ways that you were able to find either uh, alternatives or do things differently for the events that you would normally have done? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we were mainly searching for, you know, some kind of, you know, clear cut, you know, you can have an event, but it can't be over this and you have to have X, Y, and Z. And just, just kind of something that said, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And, you know, unfortunately, we haven't really found that yet. <laughs> um, so we've been taking directive, obviously, from the county, from the state, and from the city of Sturgeon Bay, um, what is allowed and what's not allowed. And then from there, there's guidelines that were put out by WEDC on outdoor gatherings um, back in May. So we've taken, you know, bits and pieces from that. Of course, um, you know, I have colleagues across the Midwest, and, and Pam has colleagues across the Midwest as well. So we've been reaching out to them and just, you know, asking, you know, obviously they're, they have much more restrictions than we do. So, you know, how are they able to produce events given their tight restrictions? Um, so we've been really leaning on everyone in our, our city, um, our county for, for their opinion. Um, and of course our community coordinators up and down the county as well. We, we lean on each other to provide support and, and new ideas and, I will say we we have gotten pretty creative, um, and and it, we're excited for the future. Yeah, that that hierarchy of looking for guidelines—it's it, so unfortunate that we we've seen kind of a failure in leadership in Wisconsin specifically because like it starts at the federal level and then the state, then the town, then the individual business, and it without any like set in stone guidelines at a higher level, like at what point do you realize like, well, it's kind of up to me in certain respects to, to try to set best practices. Uh, where do you feel that, that your agency kind of fit within that hierarchy? Do you have people that were looking to you for guidelines as you were looking elsewhere for guidelines at the same time? Tell me about how you kind of, that puzzle piece fit together. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, again, we have a lot of great um, colleagues across the state. And so we were leaning on them for support. And, you know, as a, as a county and the community coordinators in general, we leaned on each other to just kind of go out and explore what else is out there to find, find all those guidelines and compile them together. Um, and when this was before WEDC had released their guidelines, so we were just kind of preparing, just seeing, you know, can we have fireworks this year? <laughs> can we have a 4th of July parade? Um, those, that's what was on our mind, you know, come April. Um, because we knew that was our next big event. So, you know, before any of those things were going on, we were being very proactive, trying to figure out, you know, what can we do not only for our events, but for our businesses to make sure that we can reopen in the safest way possible. Um, I will say that, you know, our county officials and city officials have been 
so accommodating as well. We lean on them for a lot of support and, you know, we, we call them, I, I feel like I call them daily, um, just to ask questions. Um, and they've been a great partner through all this. So you said that, that Sturgeon Bay puts on 10 events a year, right? Is that what I heard? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm assuming some of them just had to be canceled, but were there any that you were able to to modify? And, and tell me about the process of, of turning something into something new to fit within this kind of upside down world we're living in right now. Yeah, absolutely. So as each event was coming and going, or at least leading up to that event, um, we kind of looked at the logistics under a microscope and thought about, you know, how can we pull this off? Do we have to move venues? Do we have to limit our vendors? What do we have to do to make this work? And in most cases, um, many of them just, there's no way that we can do it um, in, in a safe way. Um, but one actually coming out is sidewalk sales. So that is one that from the beginning, we, we wanted to push um, and, and try our best to make it work because it's huge for our community. It's citywide. So even though we do shut down a portion of Third Avenue, um, it really benefits all of our local businesses in Sturgeon Bay. So um, that was one big push. Um, you know, it's it's going to look different. And we've made that known to our local businesses and to the public that you're not going to see any food vendors. You're not going to see any outside business or outside vendors at all. Typically, we have like a craft vendor um, or so, and, and we have food vendors and entertainment. And we're not going to have any of that this year. It's on Third Avenue specifically, it's just going to be on Third Avenue businesses and one or two nonprofits. Um, so it's going to look kind of kind of sparse out there. Um, you're going to see a lot of wide open spaces, but that is the point of it all. Um, you know, we we hear you know a lot of our night markets, which I'm sure we're going to talk about soon. That you know, well, I expected more people here, and, and it you know, I, there's a lot of open spaces, and we it's just something that we're going to have to get used to that. You know, not having 5,000 people there all at once, it's kind of a good thing right now. Right, right. (laughs) And having these wide open spaces where you can spread out is good as well. Yeah. You, you mentioned the night market and I do want to talk about that here in a little bit, but I also wanted to talk about the other portion of, of what you do specifically in terms of the, the marketing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, uh, it's a very strange thing to have to think about because on one hand, you don't want to bring a ton of people up here because you know, you don't want to, you don't want to encourage people not only to travel, especially early on during the safer at home order. You didn't want to encourage people yeah. to travel. You didn't want to encourage large gatherings, all that kind of stuff. But then you also, so, you know, you have the business side of things to, to worry about and the, the economic side of things to worry about. Unfortunately, uh, we, we weren't all paid to stay at home and to stay safe. So businesses had to reopen in some way or another. And that's something that everybody struggled with in, in some way, shape or form uh, and, and still does continue to, to struggle with this season. Uh, but tell me about your approach in both navigating kind of early on in March when this was first happening and then as things have have progressed throughout the summer, tell me about your approach and trying to ride that line of like marketing but not encouraging travel when you shouldn't, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure it was uh, it was stressful and there were a lot of moving parts, but tell me kind of how you work through that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in our offices, we always say we walk that tightrope of economic health and the health of our community. Um, and obviously the safety and health of our community comes first, but we also want to support our local businesses too, because we know there's a good chance that some of them may not be here next year. And that is not a situation that we want to have to deal with. Um, so just from the beginning, we worked um, again with our community coordinator group 
as well as the state um, to try and promote, you know, this is a beautiful, relaxing place, but right now we don't have the resources. Um, so, you know, dream now, travel later. We'll let you know when it's safe to come back. Um, and so you'll, you've probably seen some of those videos that we put out um, where we said, you know, we'll, we'll be the first to tell you when it's safe to return. Right. Um, so that was kind of our mindset for the first few months of all of this. And then again, it, it, it shifted, you know, once Safer at Home um, was lifted. Because again, we knew that people were going to come here. Um, it's, it's a huge destination for so many people across the country. So we knew that they were coming. So we shifted our strategies towards, okay, they're coming. Let's make sure that, that everyone is safe while they're here and that they have, um, they know all of our expectations. You know, they're, they're going to know that, you know, wait times at restaurants are going to be longer. Um, some restaurants don't offer indoor dining at this point. So we're saying, you know, if you come on up here, make sure you give your favorite dinner place, your favorite breakfast place and lunch a call before you go there. So you know what they expect of you as well. Um, so that was kind of our shift. And, you know, we're still we're still in that mindset right now. Um, obviously, there's a lot of negativity going on on social media. Um, I'm sure you guys are fully aware of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we actually just had a, a large discussion on, you know, how can we make sure that social media kind of goes back to that safe space? We we can see that there's a lot of people who are signing off because they realize that, you know, it's not good for their mental health right now. You know, even though that's where they get all their information, their mental health is more important. They need to sign off for, for a couple of weeks. So we know those people will return and visit our social media pages once again. But, you know, in the meantime, we're still going to promote, um, you know, Sturgeon Bay. We're still going to get all of our information out there as an organization, but also kind of give people that peace. Um, so you're going to see, you know, obviously a lot of pretty pictures that we post um, and, and any information that pertains to our locals and visitors as well about, you know, wearing your mask. And um, if you don't pack a mask where you can purchase one in Sturgeon Bay, we say it's the the best souvenir that you can find now. So, right. yeah, it, it, it's so, it's so great to hear about that pivot to, you know, not encouraging people to come up, but encouraging people to come up safely. Uh, and I, I think that that, mm-hmm. that's definitely the right move to make. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit more about, I'm sorry, I've, I've lost my train of thought. I'm trying to segue us. Um, <laughs> I, I had it and then I don't know, I guess I looked outside and a bird flew or something. So let me, let me try to get it back. Um, Tell me a little bit about, but no, I, I remember what I was going to say. Um, and one thing that I've seen a lot is is kind of this this pivot from like if we're going to reopen, if we're going to go out, and we're going to frequent our favorite restaurants, and we're going to try to have some semblance of our favorite events go on, there are ways that we can do it safer and do it safely, and and make it so that we can enjoy what we enjoy and not have to like regress back into another safer at home or another like lockdown in certain states. There are ways to move forward safely, and I, I feel like that's been a big push from uh, the marketing side of stuff on on your end and from destination door County of being like, there are a lot of things about door County that you love that you can still do right now. Other things you can do in a different way. And that different way is, is the best way forward right now in terms of keeping everybody safe, but also, you know, keeping businesses healthy. If, if you love a certain business and they're a big part of your yearly trip up here, then here's what you can do to ensure that they get to have a healthy summer and that they get to stay open and that you 
get to come back to them next year and the year after that. Um, I, I think that that's, that's really wonderful to see that kind of shift in marketing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's from the beginning, you know, supporting our local businesses was so huge. So, I mean, I would try and post as much as I could about supporting your local businesses by purchasing gift cards and, um, you know, shopping online if they do have an online presence. And then, of course, finding resources, you know, for our community members and visitors who are struggling financially, ways that you can support local small businesses um, that that don't deal with their finances. So, like, reposting on social media and writing a good review, those things do benefit their businesses as well. So, just gathering up all that information of, okay, this is what we can do immediately to support our local businesses while we come up with our plan B <laughs> and our next step. So right. it's, it's, we're pivoting left and right. You know, I feel like Ross and friends, you know, I'm like pivot, 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 <laughs> but um, it's, it's definitely, that's how the hospitality industry is. And that's how the tourism industry is. You learn how to work on your feet and how to pivot in every situation. Right. Um, and again, every event, every Every day, basically, you have, okay, I have plan A, plan B, plan C, and usually we get through all of those, <laughs> and then we, we move on. And um, it, it's definitely been interesting, but I will say <laughs> supporting our local community definitely came first um, right. and making sure that these businesses can make it through. You know, another interesting thing that's going on down there right now is the Under the Stars night market. And I don't know if this was kind of born from, like, COVID-19 strategizing or if this is something that just happened to be adaptable for the current climate. Uh, but this was born out of the kind of parklet concept that was being proposed uh, a while back, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So um, back in May, it may have even been, been in April, um, <laughs> I lose track of my days. Um, we there was a community member who who brought up this idea of the parklet program, which for people who aren't familiar with it, you basically take the parking spot in front of a business and build a permanent structure. So for example, if you have a restaurant, um, you can utilize that parking space in front of your storefront and put, um, you know, permanent infrastructure there, seasonal infrastructure. Um, so like cables, chairs, all of that type of stuff. And we thought that was a great idea, especially for our restaurants because, Again, we know that people have an issue, you know, dining inside right now. They they don't feel safe doing it. Um, so there's a lot of our specifically Third Avenue restaurants that don't have space um, outside. So this would be a good way, way for them to utilize some outdoor space. Um, so the Parklet program, um, unfortunately, it didn't make it to city council. Um, so we went back to the drawing board and that was our Third Avenue businesses. And just kind of said, okay, well, well what, what would work for you guys? Because obviously we have to do something. Um, so what's going to work for you guys? And, and how can we make this work? Um, knowing that, you know, we're under a, a time crunch. It's May at this point. We'd like to get this past the city council. You know, all those things that have to get done. Um, so then the Sturgeon Bay Under the Stars Night Market was born. Um, that was something that the Third Avenue businesses thought that that was a good idea. It's just one night a week um, in July and August, which is, which is doable for them and, and doable for us as well. So the night market concept was something that I really wanted to bring to Sturgeon Bay after I moved here last year. Um, and I know I'm not the first one to think of this. There's a lot of other community members who have tried to get this started. Um, but we figured that, you know, now is the time. We're, let's do these pilot projects. Let's see if these activities work. So um, it passed through city council on July 7th. And our first night market was July 11th. <laughs> 
So again, a really short turnaround time. Right. Um, but it's been great. We, we've had fun doing it. You know, the when I first saw the Parklet program, I, I just thought that it was a cool idea in general, like even outside of the pandemic. Like it just seemed yeah. like to, to close down the streets for the weekend and to walk around and like to have these businesses kind of sprawling out onto the street. It just seemed like a cool concept just in general, one that seems to like have really good applications right now anyway, in terms of being outside, being able to social distance, that kind of stuff. I know that it didn't yeah. pass the the city council the first time around, but how has the response been to this kind of new, uh, this kind of new imagining of it? How has the public response been to it over the last couple of weekends? Um, it's been great. I mean, I always say, you know, let's, let's walk before we run. I have so many thoughts and ideas for the future of the night market, but I think this is a good first step. Um, our local businesses have been so accommodating to having the road shut down every Saturday night. Um, almost all of them do participate. You know, they bring out their their items onto the street. Um, we have restaurants that pull out tables onto the street. And then any of our local um, Destination Surge Bay business members, if they want to participate as well, they can do so too. So you'll see Bayshore Outfitters. I have, um, let's see, the Pearl of Door County is there. We also have Door County Farms. So we have some farmer's market aspect to it as well. Um, so you can get your local produce. Roberts and Orchards is there. Some weekends, you can get your local cherries. So it's more of a, it's a very casual atmosphere. Um, and and I think that's, that's what it's designed to do. We have a strolling musician because we, we know that we need some form of entertainment. But it can't be, again, with our COVID guidelines, it can't be, you know, a live band where people are gathering to sit and listen right. for, you know, even up to 15, 30 minutes. So, you know, we have our, our strolling musician and she walks up and down the streets and, you know, it's just, it's so organic. And I think that's what we love the most about it. Um, and each week it builds and it grows. Um, and I just, I'm really excited for the future of it. Yeah, it definitely seems like one of those really cool ideas that it, when you're when you're faced with a lot of different parameters and challenges, you're able to kind of innovate and get creative. And this seems like a really cool, creative concept to kind of float between these. Now, this is this is every Saturday through August, right? Correct. Yeah, we started July 11th and we'll go through August 29th. Okay. Uh, you, you gave us kind of the rundown of what to expect, but what else should people know if they're if they're going to it this weekend or, or any of the weekends through August? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the night market itself is from five until nine. Um, again, you're going to see a lot of wide open spaces. Um, there's a lot of flow through traffic. Um, so, you know, there's not really, I wouldn't say that there's people congregating anywhere. So there's a lot of people um, in our community who, you know, obviously are um, very aware of our current situation and are doing their best to, to make things move forward safely. And, and we've gotten their blessing on this. And they say, you know, it's one of the only places that we can go right now where we feel safe. You know, they can go have dinner. They can go, um, you know, shop late um, and and support our local businesses. So my 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 recommendations is that we highly suggest that people wear a mask within the Third Avenue boundaries. We understand that it's outside, and most of the time you're going to be further than six feet apart from a, another family um, or a couple. But we do just ask that you wear a mask. Um, we have sanitizing stations placed literally everywhere. Um, at every intersection, we have a sanitizing station and then, um, every business has a sanitizing station as well. So you can sanitize everywhere. Um, and it's just, 
it's very, like I said, it's very casual. Um, and, and we're, we're really excited. Now I thought I read that you, you had masks available. Is that, is that correct? We do. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of businesses on third Avenue and we do have a vendor who sells homemade masks. So if you, again, you'd like to take home a souvenir, <laughs> um, we have those available, but yeah, we just have single use disposable masks available. If, you know, someone forgot it in their car or they just need it for, for the night. Um, we do have those available, but um, we, we do suggest that you bring your own because those tend to go fast. <laughs> right. Awesome. Uh, one other thing that Miles wanted me to ask you about was the Fall 50. Uh, are there are there <laughs> some interesting plans for the Fall 50 this year? There are. <laughs> We're really excited. Um, obviously, Sean Ryan and the city of Sturgeon Bay have such a great relationship. Um, and I I do trust that that Sean you know, we'll, we'll do this event safely. I actually participate, um, in it with my family. So, um, on a personal note, I'm really excited um, to be able to get out and run again. Um, but I think, I think it'll be good. And obviously they have a new, um, ending spot. So right. Tell me about we're this. Really excited. <laughs> we're really excited to kind of see how that plays out. So I believe from what I've read, um, that the finish line will now be at the base of the Michigan street bridge. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm really interested to see how it all works out. Um, again, I, when I've always done it, it's always ended at Sunset Park, which unfortunately I was just there last night. Um, and Sunset Park is underwater. Um, right. So it's at this point, you know, that's where we typically have our 4th of July fireworks. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how we could have done that this year. I know. Um, as if COVID-19 wasn't enough, you also have to deal with the <laughs> fact that, you know, Door County is nearly underwater in some places. So. I know, and the shoreline erosion and all of those issues um, that are just kind of adding on top of it. So we're hoping that Sunset Park can get back to its beautiful state sometime soon, because obviously there's so many events that are held there. We have, um, you know, Door County Wine Fest. We have Fourth um, of July fireworks and, and we countless other ones. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping that it dries up sometime soon. <laughs> Right. Carly, is there is there anything else that you think is important for people to know about that we haven't talked about that you want to chat about real quick? Yeah, I would like to talk about our cherries, if that's okay. Our cherries jubilee street yeah, art. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about it. Yeah, so um, every year we have a street art program. And this year we're cel- celebrating 20 years of public art in Sturgeon Bay. So um, we decided to do something a little bit different. And this year our project is called Cherries Jubilee. So... You'll see along the streets of downtown Sturgeon Bay, there's 25 different cherries, um, and they're all so unique and different in their own way. And typically, you know, at the end of the summer, so in September at Harvest Festival, we'll auction off all of the cherries. Um, half of the proceeds go back to the individual artists, and the other half go in, um, into our uh, Sturgeon Bay Beautification Fund, which then we push out, and um, that goes to holiday lights, future street art projects, flower pots all the above um so we are actually you know obviously we're we're not sure if if we're going to be able to hold an auction come september so what we've done is we put all of our um projects on a virtual bidding site and everyone can bid on the projects all throughout the summer so bidding is live it's been open for about a month and a half now so we urge you to stop by our office um destination sturgeon bay which is 36 south avenue or go to sturgeonbay.net where you can download a virtual walking map. So walk along the streets of Sturgeon Bay, pick out your favorite cherry, and then you can actually bid remotely. 
um, until September 19th. Awesome. I, I always love the different art like competitions or auctions that you guys do <laughs> down there. The the benches last year I thought was really fun. Um, yeah, so cool yeah to see. It's, been, it's been a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see another kind of uh, interesting pivot in, in that way. I know that the, the Plain Air Festival just went on and they also moved to like an online auction style. So it's cool to see different organizations finding ways to make these things work. Yes, virtual events are very big right now. So we're going to try and dabble in it a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Uh, is there anything else uh, that we should chat about before I let you go, Carly? No, I think that'll do it. But thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for coming on. There's a lot of really cool stuff happening down in Sturgeon Bay. I was excited to talk about this night market thing. Uh, hopefully I can get myself down there to experience it, but uh, I've been kind of talking about it in the Pulse show, and we've mentioned it before on the podcast. So it was cool to hear more about its inception and, and how it's been working. So thank you again, Carly, yeah. for coming on, and I, I can't wait to talk to you again soon. All right, anytime. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.